Welcome back to Temple of the False Pod After Dark Daytime Edition. Ooh. We're at Excellent Optimize, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy, and Bruce is uh, suffering from a mild bout of jet lag. Get back. Uh, get back next week with our normal season, season 13. Normal, normal stuff going on. Full half-hour episodes. This one's gonna be a little shorter because it's uh, we're taking a little, a little break. We're on a break. I know I've talked about this card so much, and well, with it being October, I figured uh, it'd be a perfect time to do that more. Talk about it, I mean. Uh, this might be a pet card, might be a sleeper hit of the summer, may very well be one of the most versatile combat tricks printed in the last couple years. And uh, if you've been listening to the show, you already know what it is. Uh, well, obviously, also, if you saw the thumbnail, read the title, uh, it's, uh, it's Lunar Frenzy, and uh, Lunar Frenzy is the card I'm talking about today, so I'm going to keep it short. This card slaps. Have a good day. Let me read it. Uh, Lunar Frenzy is a uh, single red mana and X uh, for an instant. It says, target creature you control gets plus X, plus zero, and gains first strike and trample until end of turn. This card has so many use cases that the fact that it's a one mana instant is just the cherry on top. Well, I guess if it wasn't one mana, it really wouldn't be that good. But that's uh, it's just it just feels so good to hold in your hand until you need it. And that's that's what that's what I'm here to talk about today. Uh, it's it's really the key with this card. You're gonna hold on to this card in turn after turn. Uh, for the right moment, someone attacks you, you block, it turns your blocks good with the first strike. You attack someone, they chump block, it turns their attack their blocks bad because of the trample. Well, and the first strike, of course, too, but it it's so it's great. Let's say you have almost enough to kill and they chump block. Bam, dead. You win. Or at least they're dead. You have two other opponents. Um, this card wins games. Uh, I want to say it keeps your opponents on their toes, but it doesn't because, I mean, it's a, it, 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 it kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, unless you play it enough that they're expecting it, which I guess my play group had. Uh... <laughs> Which is just a great feeling. I mean, like, you put this in a 60-card deck, and you can have four of them, and that feels unexpected. The closest thing we had to this card previously is is a few cards. Uh, different pieces of them. Uh, we've gotten Rage, which changes the power, and that's it. There's no First Strike, there's no Trample. Sounds like an old Magic card. Uh... <laughs> Also, we have Kessick Wolf Run, which is a nearly perfect utility land. It's got an activated ability for green, red, and X. So it sounds like a little familiar, right? It, it pumps up your creature, gives a trample. Wonderful. Amazing. It really screws up your opponent's blocks. Possibly for the win. Great. But 
It also costs an extra green mana, which means that it can't be in any red deck. It has to be in any red-green deck. Third, fourth, fifth color, maybe. Sure. Um, and obviously with five color decks, you're not going to be wasting your land drops on colorless utility lines. Maybe you are. I don't know. I've never done it because I don't want to do it. Leave me alone. Uh, and I think the thing with... The thing with Kessig Wolf Run is that it is repeatable. Alas, the folly of instants, right? Like, instants aren't necessarily repeatable, especially in this form. I think that, uh, I think that that is what makes Kessig Wolf Run so good, is that it is repeatable. Uh, you can use it on other people's creatures. Lunar Frenzy... You can only use it on your creatures, but you're not going to be using it. Like, why would you be using this specifically on somebody else's creature as a one-time instant? Um, now, obviously, I'm not saying that there aren't other ways to repeat it. I think that that's where this card especially shines, is that it can go in any red deck. Um, it can go in red-blue, giving you some sort of recursion, I'm sure. Instant recursion is fairly common in blue. Uh, red green well you're going to come in with big creatures anyway so now you're giving them first strike and trample it's going to just plow over their defenses and they're they're going to make stupid blocks because they don't realize what's coming uh, with Kessig Wolf Run they see that they plan for it they, they get in the way uh, red white well now you're not giving up your lifelinker I'd love to say that it does more than that maybe vigilance i guess like with red white like you've got more vigilant creatures so then you can attack and then if they are expecting some sort of combat trick they don't block so well and then you just kind of leave it until now you, now you can use lunar frenzy possibly defensively which is great and then you've got red black and that's where this shines specifically for me, red, black. Black is the color of, well, Death Touch. Uh, now, obviously, you can do that in red, green as well, but much more prevalent in red, black. In its base, say you have a 3-3 beast. Just a beast token, okay? Somebody beast within something of yours, you have a beast token. Now, you attack, they block. Y you play this even just on one red mana, a, a single red mana. It's got first strike and trample now. They blocked with a one one. Now you got two mana, or now you got two trample damage coming through. Great, and you keep your three three beast token. Keeping three three beast tokens alive. Heck yeah. Sure, that's that's tame. Now say it's a gifted aetherborn, a two three. With Death Touch and Lifelink. Okay, you attack, they chump block. Or even, you know what? They see the gifted Aetherborn, they know that it's a threat because of both the Death Touch and the Lifelink. They chump with, well, not even chump, they just block with three 1 1 soldier creatures. They're like, I'm gonna kill it. Like this is like this is their their mindset. Like I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna trade off two one one tokens, whatever, but I'll kill their threat that's gaining them life. You put in 
a red, and then any other color of mana. Let's say a black. A red and a black. That's two mana. You play this card. You pump it up by one. Now it's a 3-3 three, three with First Strike and Trample. Now, it, of course, it only does the power, but that's fine because it's First Strike and Death Touch and Trample. So now you got a 3-3, three, three, First Strike, Death Touch, Lifelink. First Strike happens. Bam. All three of their tokens are dead. And yours is still alive. You really you really mucked up their, their, their blocks. You mucked up their attacks for the next turn. It's beautiful. Now, this still is fairly tame. You got rid of some tokens. Okay. Y'all ever play with Worm Coil Engine? Now, Worm Coil Engine... Commander Staple, right? Like, it, it's, it's colorless. It's got Death Touch. It's big. It's got Lifelink. Don't forget Lifelink. When it dies, it creates two tokens. Great. Now, say... Your opponents have five life. You attack them with a worm coil engine. They block with their three creatures. They're expecting maybe you've got some sort of trample. Maybe. Maybe that maybe these creature three creatures have enough to kill the worm coil engine. To to destroy the 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 threat. But what they don't know is that you've got a Lunar Frenzy in hand with the, the, the magic that is the Death Touch and Trample combo is that you attack in, they block with these three creatures. Say you just, you're going to use all your mana. Say you have like two more mana up, so now you're paying three mana. So red and two, whatever. Target Worm Coil Engine. Now it's an 8-6. It attacks, or I mean, it, it first strike damage. It deals one damage to each of their their blockers. So now five tramples through and kills them. You don't care about the lifelink. The death touch and trample is amazing. The first strike made it so that if, for whatever reason, they have a way to gain life, maybe a food token, maybe a healing salve. You know, you know the people who play healing salve in Commander. Uh. Your own coil engine lives through the first strike because that's 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 how this works. The first strike kills everything else. The the blockers, I mean. And and you keep going. It's wonderful. I love this card. Um, it, it it's one of my favorite cards of all time. I feel like it it it. It's up there with my favorite ways to win, um, especially through like sneaky combat damage. Like, like you know, you, you should be attacking throughout the game and everything. And then when things start to get like a little tighter in terms of life totals, people are going to be a little bit more, or I guess a little less less hesitant to block. Uh, they're going to just be like, "Yeah, no, I block. I I I gotta I gotta live through this." Um, and this just feels up there as a way to, like, get through that. I, I, I feel like so often toward the end of games, like, you just, like, are up against so many just, like, not literal walls, but walls, like, just of creatures. Not the creature type, of course, but 
not necessarily. Uh, but you're up against just like the the like unfathomable or like un unget throughable uh, lines of creatures. And uh, I would say the, the the closest thing we have here uh, to a, a similar effect of like how to win through this wall of creatures is outmaneuver, which whew, maybe I'll talk about that another time. Uh, it's another single red and X instant. Uh, it says X target blocked creatures assign their combat combat damage at this turn as though they weren't blocked. So you do an alpha strike, maybe with some big creatures, maybe you're in red green. Everything tramples through. Sure, your creatures might die, but maybe it's won you the game. Uh, now, without maneuver, you can't do just the single red. If X is zero, all you're doing is just putting this card directly into the bin. Uh, but like, you make X three, say. Now you get your three biggest creatures through. Not even, like, you're, you're, their blockers have nothing to do with anything, except if there's first strike or death touch. But, like, you can very easily win a game without maneuver. You can easily win a game with Lunar Frenzy. But it's about holding on to these cards. It's about keeping an eye out for uh, the right moment to play these. Um help maneuver to man anyway uh almost went on a tangent there about out maneuver but you gotta every, go pick up a place at a lunar frenzy play it feel how good it feels to just like have that card in hand at any point in the game early on great it's protection later on it's game winning anyway uh next week We'll be back with our official 13th season in October. What a time to be listening. October, season 13. It was truly meant to be. Anyway. Bruce is back next week. Uh, got some cool stuff coming. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you're on YouTube, come check us out on YouTube. Subscribe, maybe? Uh, anyway, I gotta go. Gotta go to work. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills. Uh, see y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great night. Uh, we're Temple of Fallspot. We're decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. Play some magic for me. Play, play some freaking Lunar Frenzy for me. Have a great night. And may your fifth land be the Temple. Bye. Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at andyweekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!